Sometimes we feel like if we take care of ourselves, focus on ourselves, love ourselves, it means we're not doing that for others. Wrong. But we often feel guilty for taking care of ourselves, and so we don't, especially compared to false expectations placed on us. It can even make us resent serving others. So we want to talk today about if we can please ourselves and please others. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? Well, howdy doody, partners. (laughs) You know what? You got to just change it up a little bit. Okay. Welcome welcome to the Freed Arts (laughs) Podcast. We're so excited. So happy that you're here. My name is Robert Cottrell, and I am here with... Susan Cottrell. Yay. Don't forget, we ask you, if you like an episode of the podcast in general, to please share. You can do that on your social media platforms or directly with friends, family, whatever. Um, that helps a lot. It helps get the word out, the message out. Um, and sometimes we share with people because it's something that they that they need to hear because they need to like change how they're feeling. Sometimes it's to... It's to um, it's to strengthen the choir, so to speak. It's those to just remind people that they are on the right track, that they are doing well, that they are okay. And please follow if you haven't already. Subscribe, and if you can support us, please do. All of that information is at freedhearts.org, and that's where you can connect with us as well. As a reminder, Susan does do um, a very limited amount, very select limited amount of personal counseling for individuals and couples. And that's so powerful. You do that so well. Mm-hmm. Um, you. If you're interested in that, please email us at hello, hello, at, I don't know why that's always, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you do the things you do. She says, <laughs> hello at freedhearts.org and we will get back to you. Just put counseling in the, or on the website, there's also a little link about, ask Susan about counseling. You can go there as well. But all of that's at freedhearts.org. You know, sometimes, Sweetheart, <laughs> I feel like if I take care of myself, if I focus on me, if I if I focus on self care, making myself happy, it means that I'm not doing that for others. It's like one or the other. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yep. So what that does is it makes me hesitate in taking care of myself. Yes. Because I feel guilty. Yes. Or if I do, I resent serving others because it's like, well. Okay, if, if I'm if I'm having to serve others, then I'm doing You're neglecting that. yourself. Exactly yeah. right, and yeah. it's like it's it's either one or the other. And so we want to talk today here about if it's possible. If it's possible, is it possible? Is it possible? Mm-hmm. Can we make ourselves happy and others? So you had, as we often do with these emails, these yeah. are these are prompted by something that we received from a listener, which. Again, we read or we share one email that usually represents a number of e- of similar emails that, that have come in, but we do that. It's always nice through one a story like this. So yeah. you received an email from somebody. Yeah, I'll call her Sharon. She wrote and said, I've been listening to almost all your podcasts. And Yay. It- <laughs> Thank you so much, Sharon. And have been learning a lot. I come from an extremely kind Christian fundamentalist background, and my father's a preacher who regularly speaks in ways that are misogynistic and against anything other than the, quote, Christian morality of heterosexual marriage. Now, let me just say off script that that kind of, that mixture of kind but misogynistic and homophobic is problematic, isn't it? It's Yeah, it's gaslighting, it's dysfunctional, it's, yeah. 
minimizing. It's so commonplace. Yes, yes. She said, I now live far from far from there, but have very little support. I've tried to date men for years, thinking maybe I could start liking them, even though I've only ever been attracted to women. I have two friends who have same-sex attraction. Both ended up being married to men. I thought maybe I could be like them, but now, at almost 38 years old, my hope is deferred. I answered, Beloved, your hope is deferred because it's false hope. Marrying a man would be miserable for you. The hope that you can marry yourself straight is false hope. It's a lie from beginning to end. Just a reminder there, too, too, we expand on that. That's one of the big lies of conversion therapy, which is kind of go and marry, you'll marry into it, just do the right thing, is yeah. a big teaching of that deadly conversion therapy. So yeah. that's, it, it's, it's a lie. That's right. I'm sorry. Yes. Go ahead. That's all right. I said the best you can hope for with a man is to settle into a kind of peaceable friendship situation. But passion? Forget it. The love of your life? No chance. Someone to enjoy snuggling into bed with, night after night, as you live out your lives together? Not going to happen. Your hope is for love with the woman. As long as you defer that hope, that hope will be deferred. Wow, that's so powerful. Yeah. I said, baby, you cannot reconcile your own life within the confines that religion has handed to you and expects of you. Your hope will remain deferred until you can push that expectation away and choose your own hope. You know, and we know that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And that's exactly what she's experiencing here. Yes. Hope lost. No hope. Right. You know. False hope is no hope. Yeah. And even, even a hope that if she would decide to pursue that, it's a hope that comes with a lot of guilt and trauma she's going to have to work through. Right. Because of that. Yeah. Recognize this. If you're in a family or a faith or a community that will not endorse your partner or your gender identity or your dreams for yourself, then their highest priority is their comfort, not your happiness, not your well-being. I know they'll say it is, but it's not. If you want happiness and you want to be well, you'll need to shift your relationship with them. You'll need to choose yourself or you'll never be happy and you won't find peace. Mm. And you as a human being deserve the pursuit of happiness, as our constitution says. Being happy is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's a Mm. necessary thing. It's so interesting how what you just said, that to choose yourself, to follow your dreams, to, to do that, sounds like and feels like absolutely the right thing. Talk about turning what is good, evil, and evil is good. <laughs> you know, they've, but they've twisted it so in this false teaching that that seems like it's wrong. And to say, no, you need to put aside your heart and do what you're required to do. Yeah, what we want you to do. Yeah, and what we say is the right thing in, with God's name attached to it, falsely attached to it. That feels wrong because it is wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? So trust your heart in that too. Now she wrote back and she wrote, she wrote back and she understood what you were saying. Yeah. And she recognized, this is wonderful. She recognized that marrying a man would end badly. Yes. But she said that it comes down to her own strength to follow through and be true to herself. It's double hard, she said, because she feels like her faith is at risk. Does that sound familiar out there? 
Right. It's like these are core things. And that's the, the, uh, the consequence that this false teaching has attached to it that makes it so scary to even question. Is if you even question, they toss out these words like, like heretic and apostate and you've lost yourself and all this kind of stuff. And just, it's, it's terrifying and it's manipulative and it's awful. And anyway, it's wrong. And it's wrong. But she felt like she can't keep her faith in God and be with a woman, which Christians have told her. Or will she choose her own life? I mean, wanting, wanting approval is a normal, natural thing. That's why I mean, we're hardwired for that. But at what cost? And it can be really hard, really hard to go against people's expectations and approval of you, especially in a system where they have set themselves above you. Yes. As more mature, more advanced. You're the one learning. Closer to God. You're the student. They're the teacher. And that's exactly right. They're closer to God. You're still trying to work your way in. (laughs) But it's much harder to defer your hope time after time after time after time for your life, for your life. Right. I mean, how sad is that? To not be able to continue to live authentically, or not to live at all, authentically. Consistent with who you are. Yeah, to, you know, to who you are. Yeah. And when you must deny who you are for approval, think about that, red flag. When you must deny who you are for approval, then someone, I'm sorry, and become someone that you're not for approval, <laughs> then it feels what? It feels not worth it. Yeah. And it, it feels wrong, again, because it is wrong. Yeah, I often think of this in terms that are just very easy to understand. I think if I had to wear Rob's clothes the rest of my life, even if they fit me, let's say, I would hate it. They're great on Rob, but they would not suit me. Even if I had to wear another woman's clothes the rest of my life, I would hate it. And that's just clothes. If I had to live their life, their expectations, forget it. Mm. There's no hope. From that, none. Now you have a story, or a, is it a poem? Or yeah, a story? no, it's what? a story. It's a famous story that I want to read to you, or not read, but I've summarized it for you. Called the necklace. It's a French short story by Guy de Maupassant. Can you say that with a slightly French accent? <laughs> Guy de Maupassant. Guy de Maupassant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's a story of a woman who longs to be an aristocrat and mingle with the wealthy, but she comes from a family with no wealth. She calls it an accident of birth. Okay. And she's now married to a man with no wealth, but he's good to her. He loves her. He tries to make her happy, but without money, she won't be happy. Finally, the husband finagles them an invitation to a grand ball to please her. Well, this woman has nothing to wear, so he takes his savings that he had saved up for a hunting trip with his friends And he gives it to her to buy a dress, but she needs jewelry. So she borrows a necklace from a wealthy friend. She goes, she has a wonderful time. And when she gets home, disaster. She discovers that the necklace is missing. Oh my gosh, this couple is beside themselves. They must now replace it. But that necklace costs 10 years worth of wages. They scrape together all their savings, they take out a loan and they replace the necklace. They never tell the wealthy friend about the replacement. The couple is reduced to poverty. 
as they work for years to pay off this enormous debt. Years later, the woman ran, runs into her wealthy friend who doesn't even recognize her. She's been so reduced. The woman ends up just angrily blaming her wealthy friend for this life she's had to live, all because of that necklace. The other woman is horrified. She said that necklace was fake. It was costume jewelry. It cost a fraction of what you paid to replace it. But too late. The years are lost. The damage is done. Wow. Yeah, what a tragedy. What a great story. And what a tragedy to pour out your life enslaved to a debt that you didn't even owe. Mm. I think sometimes people, you know, wow, I think because you're affirming, any time you're on the other end of that, you're, you're someone who's been marginalized or, or othered or oppressed or rejected, um, the, there's a, that takes a toll. Yes. You know, it really yes. takes a toll. And I think we underestimate that mm-hmm. when we, before we have had a chance to deconstruct, you know, because there's so much guilt. It comes in from folks in such high places, mom, dad, pastor, priest, you know, best friend, whatever comes claim from, to represent God. Yeah, usually on this issue, especially, it's with God's name attached to it, and and they use those gaslighting techniques. We don't know how to respond, and and there's so much guilt that takes a toll. Some people just yes curl up and 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 just don't. I don't know what they just you know it it really takes a toll. And I think sometimes we underestimate that. I mean, countless countless people have ruined themselves living desolate lives, trying to be something they thought they were supposed to be. Marrying someone who was approved. Marrying someone of the approved gender. Right. (laughs) This shame. Or approved skin color or approved religion or approved job or wealth status. Yeah. Mm. This shame was put on them. Expectations were placed on them from the outside, and as we said, usually with God's name attached to it. Yeah, but they've they've internalized it. Yeah, and now they're killing themselves trying to meet that. Yeah, literally to, killing themselves trying yeah, to meet it. Trying. I mean, we talk about issues like substance abuse and self harm and all those things. Those are all a direct result of this kind of of folks being rejected, trying to be something that they're not, trying to be straight or cisgender or celibate or whatever. You know, the many ways that we try to be what we're told we're supposed to be. Yeah, or trying to be a submissive wife or trying to be a a masculine enough husband or whatever it is. Yeah, or a husband with all the answers or all, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, you've done everything possible to meet those demands, to gain that approval. But, you know, here's the thing. They're impossible to meet. Why are they impossible to meet? Because they're false. There's no truth in them. So even if you're, quote, living up in some sort of measurable way, it's incredibly painful. So it's not good for you. And it's probably not up to the expectations because it's not real and authentic. They're false. It's false. This belief system, the conditional approval, is presented to you as though it's really possible, and it's not. Yeah, it's like a a whole thing is a masquerade. Like the whole faith 
is masquerade is what it is. And, you know, it's presented as though it's genuine diamonds. And you pour out your diamond and ruby and sapphire heart and soul to meet this demand. And it turns out it was fake all along. It was costume jewelry all along. It was a false expectation you could never meet. And so I just want to put it right in front of you to say that you'll have to choose your diamond being or their false narrative for you. You're the only one who can choose you. No one else can choose you for you. And I encourage you with all the love in my heart, please choose you. You know, there's another set of relationships here that this is the choice you make between yourself and the people wanting you to be someone different. But that's those aren't the only relationships you have in your life. You have relationships with yourself and those you love, those you care for. And when you care for yourself, when you do choose your diamond being and you care for yourself, you're equipped to care for others. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. And you deserve to be cared for. Let it start with you. And if there's anything in your head, any thoughts swirling around your head or your heart saying that you're not worthy, those are absolute lies. The very best thing you can do is to be you and to take care of yourself. When you do that, your hope is not deferred. Yes. Try it and you will find more freedom over time. You have to acclimate to it, but you'll find more freedom over time than you ever thought possible. You think about if a smile changes your physiology for the better, and it does scientifically, it does, then then bad feelings change your physiology for the worst. Internalizing what people say about you changes it for the worst. Mm. So don't underestimate that. Yeah. You get to be you and choose you, and you deserve to be loved, to love and be loved yeah. as you are for who you are. You know, so can you make yourself happy and others? Yes. <laughs> the others that are trying to tell you how to live, those are where you have to make the choice of you, of your diamond being. Those you being. can't please. Right, those you can't please. Those you love that you want to please, the first step, the most important step, to making others happy who you love is to make yourself happy. Yes. Self-care. Yes. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve to love and be loved as you are for who you are. So go. Do that. <laughs> we, we love, love you. you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Would it be okay If I were to tell you That I am afraid Someday So I call you up And you call me down Would it be okay You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www.freedhearts.org. Just come say hello. And if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast, things you'd like us to talk about, reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org. The music is provided by Hannah Cottrell, our daughter, the Grammy-nominated Saint Sinner. And you can find out more about her at heystsinner.org. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform. And thanks for listening.